Hey, what the suck family? As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. What? No. You suck. Hello, campers, and welcome to an episode, another episode of What the Suck Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Chris. And today's special feature is Dark Web, a 2017 movie, thriller horror style. And in this anthology film, a mysterious website grants wishes to, grants wishes of mayhem, that stays in, gotta have, (laughs) gotta keep the screw ups. That way they know we're human and not robots. Anyway, website grants wishes of mayhem and murder for all who dare ask. Yeah, sure. Uh But each request comes with a price. Now, I will say, folks, the synopsis is one thing. The actual movie is another. Just be warned. Yeah, Uh, but we kind of encounter that with all these movies. They always give you one synopsis and then... It's totally different, or it has very little to do with the actual movie. This is correct, and we will get into that in further detail later, but just know the synopsis. It doesn't quite follow the movie, but you'll watch it anyway. Chris, why don't you run down the cast and crew of this uh, lovely piece of art. So it uh, premiered uh, October 17, 2017, directed by a bunch of people, uh, (laughs) eight people, and then written by eight other people, yeah, read about um, it on the website. Yeah, starring cool. Ron Bash, uh, Carrie Bauman, Dave uh, Belden, Dave's Mark not Booker. Here. Dave's not here, man. Amber Calderon, Lawrence R. Harvey, and 85 other fucking people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, no Rotten Tomatoes score, no audience score. I love it when yes. Rotten Tomatoes takes a pass. I yes. love it when they we, say, nah, yeah. forget it. Now, I will say this. Going back to what we were saying... I, I am seeing a theme with the movies that we're watching. They're either one of two things. They either have like five or six titles. This is Alternate true. titles. Or the synopsis that we're given has very little to do with the actual movie. This is almost, it's, it's almost universally correct. Yeah. With almost everything we're doing, there's discrepancies, which is cool. I mean, we'll deal with those as we come to them. But yeah, definitely yeah. it does not follow... What it says. Oh, I mean, yeah. starting all the way back with Scary or Die, it was the same thing. It says five people run from a killer clown when That's, it was only one part of the movie. But Yeah, and it's like maybe two people who run from a killer clown. If pretty they, much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 73 minutes long, which is good. It's not very long at all. It's short enough to uh, <laughs> to watch it and still get on with your life. Short and painless. Short and painless. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, all right. So, to uh, this is, oh, let's go over the rating system real quick. 
Yep. Uh, all right, so our rating system is reversed. Um, instead of best of one out of five stars or one out of five, whatever, or best, you know, one sucks, five is, is good or, or whatever. Um, ours is reverse. <laughs> so ours is best or least amount of shit emojis out of five. Let's put it this way, folks. The more turds, the worse it is. Yes. That's so, the easiest way to put it. We will start uh, one out of five. If we give it, if we rate it a one out of five shit emojis, that means you keep it in your queue, share it with your friends frequently. Uh, it's so good that it's, or so bad that it's good. Like it's something that you just have to watch over and over, um, and you will enjoy, and you will find something new and wonderful with it every time you watch it. Uh, two out of five. If you rate it two out of five, uh, watch it with friends, but uh, play a drinking game with it because you're gonna need some help to get through it. No painkiller. If we rated it 3 out of 5 shit emojis, uh, share it with your friends and drink heavily with it. <laughs> Maybe not a drinking game, but just get drunk as fuck. Yep. Uh, if we rated a 4 out of 5 shit emojis, uh, that means you only bring it on a special occasion. You share it with friends, friends you don't like, share it with your ex, share it with your ex's new boyfriend. <laughs> share it with people that you really want to have never come around you again. That's right. Give yes. a mental breakdown. And then if we if you if it's the almighty five out of five shit emojis, that means you watch it once with friends. Um, it's so bad that it's just bad period. There's hardly any redeeming qualities to it. None. And then after that you take some sort of drug of your choice to erase it from your memory. Yes. Tis a mountain of shite. Yes. But if you'll notice there's a theme in all of our um, all of our rating systems, and that theme is, you still got to watch it. You got to watch it. That's the whole point, folks. We're not trying to run anybody off. We've said this before, and we'll say it probably in every episode. That's we right. want you to enjoy these things, one way or the other. That's You're right. Drunk, sober, or whatever, but have fun with them. Tear them apart. It, you know, laugh it up. Enjoy it, because I mean, it, it really can be worth it. We've had a lot of good times. Trashing some really shitty movies, and it's a lot of fun. We have watched a ton of movies before we started doing this, a ton of bad movies before we started doing this actual podcast, and we we saw some bad ones, but we still found a way to enjoy them, no matter how bad they were. Yes. And, you know, you never know exactly what you're going to find until you actually watch a movie. And there, yeah, there are some that are so boring that they're hard to get through, but at the end of the day, at least... You know, the next time you go on to your streaming service and you're looking for something new, you can pass you can pass that one or get up to that one and say, you know what, I already watched that one. I know it's bad, so I'll just go past it. That's it. You won't have to wonder, is it bad or is it not? You've That's... already watched it. So watch it once at the very least, and then if it's better than, than worth than that, if it's a one or two or three, watch it multiple times. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll also like to make a small, quick announcement uh, that will be published in more detail on social media that we are actually going to start conducting and recording riff trap riff tracks. Yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> let me get that straight. I hope we catch that on there. We're going to start doing some riff tracks on some of the features we've seen. Uh, maybe on some we haven't seen yet. We haven't decided, but we're going to start doing those as well to expand our uh, product here and our project and do a few other things and. Keep improving on what we're doing. Uh, we just, like I said, we like you to leave comments, watch these movies with us. If you have not seen the movies we were reviewing and you do not wish to have them spoiled for you, please pause the podcast, go watch the movie, 
and then come back and take a listen at the review and see Spoiler what you think. Spoiler warning all around. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we're looking to expand our, our, our uh, repertoire, you know, with, like I said, the riff tracks or... Maybe further down the line, do like a uh, like a live stream viewing of something. We with might some, do with a Facebook guests. live on yeah. like our landmark. Like we're at ten now, we might do like something on for our twenty fifth episode or right. something like that. Save it for special occasions and have y'all join us in the process. So so just keep say. an eye on the social media accounts, and uh, you know you'll you'll be informed when we do something um, rather fun. So all right, without further ado, you, yeah. What do you say we get to it, brother? All right, let's get into this suck fest. So, movie starts off with um, a makeup tutorial, like everyone's seen all over the place, all yes. over social media. Yes, it does. And it's, I'm like, first of all, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, it's a damn infomercial. I guess they threw another commercial in here. I swear it caught me off guard slightly. But then I started to notice something weird happening. Yeah. So, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, okay. But she's seriously annoying. Anybody who's watched a little self-help, self-do, self do, self typical makeup artist, you know, very yeah. cheery, very peppy. Oh my god, you know, like yeah. you start with this brush and you're gonna do this. Yeah. And when she's working on it, all of a sudden the computer, you know, flashes over to this dark room on her computer screen. She's yes. like, What the hell? So she clicks back over and then all of a sudden she starts talking again. You take your brush and you're going to get this and you're going to do that. And it switches over again. You do that very well, by the way. As I see you've been practicing. <laughs> Everybody be on the lookout for James's makeup tutorials coming right. soon to a social media account like near you. you. Yeah, I saw white chicks. I know how to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Uh, yeah, so then, uh, then it happens again. It happens one more time, and then she sits there and freezes. And she's staring directly into the darkness. It's it's like a dark lit room on the. So it's, it's like it's like a split screen. You see her, and then yep. you see the you see the other side is what's on her computer screen. So you see what's going on at the same time. So she's looking at this dark lit room. And then Absolutely, all, and all of a sudden, in in just oh glorious fashion. Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty great. What actually. would anybody like to do with somebody like that? You take their face and slam it against their yeah, keyboard. Yeah, she starts slamming her head against the keyboard and, and several times. Blood starts to come and yeah, and then when she's done, she's got this big gaping hole in her head and blood squirting yeah, blood out. Blood squirting out. I mean, end of segment, but a nice introduction super, nevertheless. Yeah, and normally these kind of movies leave like the short little 2 minute segments for the end of the movie so it's it's interesting to see at the beginning of the movie this time yes it actually started with a little yeah. mini feature just to kind of get you warmed up then we transition to who 
The yeah. uh, we start with the uh, wraparound story. So most anthologies have a wraparound story that takes place around the little shorts. It's a way to connect the other stories to the main story. Um, and so we get the the wraparound story, which involves a really weird bug-eyed squirmy dude uh <laughs> conversing into a webcam to someone on the other side by the name of pink bunny who converses with text that's it text only no cams just text and so he's apparently waiting for somebody to come over and while he's waiting pink bunny decides to uh have him view something crazy you want to see something crazy ends up being a clip from the quote-unquote dark web uh now, before we get into the this, the first segment, um, I do want to say that I, while I understand what the what what's, I understand the the reasoning behind it. They it was poorly executed. Um, say, I say that because she's supposed to be sh- or he or whoever Pink Bunny is. I'm I'm calling it female because I'm gender retarded or whatever. But um, he. <laughs> Pink Bunny is supposed to be showing Squirmy Bug Eye Dude a clip from the dark web. The problem with that is if it's a clip, it's not, it's not, it's not done correctly. Like it's, it looks like a short film. Yes, it does. It should, it should be, it should be surveillance camera footage or security camera footage, but it's not. So it's, it's multiple cuts. There's a lot of hard cuts, a lot of hard edits, different angles so it doesn't make any sense from a technical aspect because who the hell was directing or shooting that segment that he just that Pink Bunny just showed the squirmy dude? That might be why there was like twelve of them, but yeah, you know, you know it was about twelve directors. But anyway, what they do is we have this um, this bald, weird-looking dude walking around, kind of mopey, and you see him bend down. And he opens the. Uh, opens this plastic around this girl who's dead on the floor. So you're thinking, okay, he killed her, blah, 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 whatever. Gets blood on his hand, freaks out, runs off, washes his hands, and it, it, it's like a serial killer with hemophilia. He's it's like the sight of blood Hemo- makes him nauseous. Hemophobia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think hemophilia is like a, a blood disease or something. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> hemophobia, I think, well, is, is, is... I'm going to tell you what. This movie might give you a blood disease. That's yeah, it might know. actually. It's yeah, nasty. you're right. You're right. Yeah, so, so he... So we basically are going to dub this first segment of the film since we could not find anything on Wiki. Right. Wiki, there's, Wiki passed. There's no so, titles to these segments, so we're, we're going to call this first one Heavy Flow. Heavy Flow, yes. So he he's in an apartment. He, he's he got this girl wrapped in plastic that he just killed. He goes, like you said, and take the necklace off. Uh, he gets blood on his hands. He freaks out, goes to wash his hands vigorously because he's afraid of blood. Um, and then the next segment, you see him in his house. Yep. Putting the necklace that he took from the girl away into a box, into a box with multiple other pieces, which are his trophies because he's a serial killer and he takes jewelry. And it, and I'll be honest, folks, it took me a while to catch on to what was going on there. Uh, it actually took this second viewing in our review for me to actually catch the fact that he's collecting, uh, obviously, pieces of jewelry Trinkets. from something. Yeah. You don't know exactly why, but you're saying, oh, okay, so he's a, a trophy collector. Like I said... Uh, well, most serial killers actually do collect trophies. They, okay. they, they collect yeah. something, snippets of hair, fingernails, um, uh, pieces of clothing. Most serial killers are known to have had uh, some sort of thing that they keep from their victims in order to 
relive the kill through the either the, the the touch, the smell, or the sensation of the. Um, and some actually, I'm like Jeffrey Dahmer, just kept the bodies, or even John Wayne Gacy kept the bodies in his house. Yeah. So, so he went okay. like ultimate trophy hunting. So basically, that's what had happened. Yeah. He's 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 collecting the the uh, necklace, and that's why it was important when we saw this first necklace. Then I caught it in a later scene, and that that helped me snap to the fact that okay, he's collecting jewelry from people he's apparently killed. Yeah. Proceed, sir. Uh, so then he's at home, and um, he puts the jewelry away. He goes to walk in the kitchen, and when he walks in the kitchen, he ends up stepping on some blood that has somehow appeared on the floor. Mysteriously, freaks out, goes and to the bathroom, takes a sock off. Uh, proceeds to wash his foot in bleach. Then I goes... love it. I love that one because I made reference to the fact that Chris has actually said before that when you watch these movies, you just need to go douse yourself. Yes, in a pool, in a bath of bleach. You know, he so. he does to his foot what you should do to your brain after watching a five out of five shit movie. <laughs> um, and so he goes and cleans the bathroom up. And um, after he does that, he throws the trash away. Um, he puts everything in the trash. He's very almost not, almost not really OCD, but very very. Uh, um, neat and clean about how he lives his house in his house whatever it's jack nicholson jack nicholson-esque yeah i mean uh, it's you know he it's weird he, he i mean kills, it's it's but, even dexter because dexter yeah. was a very meticulous person when he how he kept his house and his car and how he disposed of the body very meticulous very very to the t type of killer um and so he uh does that and then he comes back in his house and he gets this feeling that something's wrong in his bedroom. So he goes to his bedroom. He um, gets the jewelry box out. He makes sure everything's still in there. And then he hears another noise, I believe. Goes out into the kitchen again, right? Mm-hmm. And then... But then he comes back down the hallway. Uh-huh. He looks in the room, and the, and the bed is completely everything's shredded. Just, the bed's shredded. There's the, shit on the walls. Everything's torn off. Torn I mean, up. flipped up. He grabs the tool. He grabs the jewelry box again, flipping out. Opens it up, and it's empty. Everything's gone. That's right. He had knocked it off. He picked yeah. it up. And then he went to go do something else. He comes back. Then all of a sudden, the bed is torn up. The shelves are flipped. The dresser is all knocked the hell over. Drawers are all pulled out. Yeah. Looks the the box is empty. Then he really starts to lose it. He runs yeah. around the house. All of a sudden, there's blood all over the walls. There's liar, murderer, killer. Yeah, so he, he runs to the kitchen at one point to get a knife, and then uh, he ends up getting knocked out. I think you see a glimpse of uh, of somebody in a, in a piece of plastic. He ends up getting knocked out. When he wakes up, he's on the kitchen floor, and there's just blood everywhere. And I will add, the effects are very good for this. Yeah. Uh, we're not probably not doing it justice. This segment actually is pretty darn decent in the mind fuck in the blood gore yeah. aspect. It's and when, not this, bad. This, is, this is when he walks down the hall and sees blood all over the walls. Um, and he and then he uh, he goes into uh, the back to the bedroom and he when he walks in it cuts to uh, a, a shot of his side with a knife and he drops the knife and then it cuts to uh, over his shoulder and you see like eight women in plastic bag plastic wraps and you know it's implying that these are his victims. Which makes which which help bring it home and make and make the story make sense because like I said at first it was jumping around really bad right and I didn't I wasn't getting it at first so and so and then the the lead woman which is the one he just recently killed uh, approaches him and she's wearing the necklace again that he uh, he took and she opens it up and it looks like it's him 
the killer and like a woman and a and child and a child and I think that might be his daughter. It doesn't explain anything, no. but what it does, it has had some significance. Like I said, because what happened in a scene prior, he looked down at the hall at a pair of bloody legs and says, "I believe he said." Oh, I couldn't hear what he you, said. It was the volume was, it was so like, low. You knew, or something like that. I had to because you knew. Oh, so I'm assuming she found out, probably his daughter found out that he was a killer. That he was a killer. Uh, so he had him. to get rid of her. You know, blah blah blah. And that's another thing too but, is 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 why the short is also so good is because that's literally the only line in the entire short. The rest of the short has no uh, dialogue. It's just sound effects, blood effects, and, bo- and body and language, mind fuck. Yeah, and so it's not bad. Anytime, you, anytime you can do a a short where there's literally one line and still have it, you know, emotionally Im- impact you um, or mentally impact you. Uh, it's, it's, that's a good job, and, and and so I actually kind of enjoyed that, and it was it was not bad. Yeah, it, it really bad was at all. So uh, now let's get on to the next segment. Hello, Henry. How do you know my name? Yeah, this one I really liked. Actually, this uh, second segment of the movie, it was. What are we gonna call this? Very one? intriguing. Uh, what name should this one be given since it doesn't have one officially? Temporal mindfuck. Okay, temporal mindfuck. So tell me, <laughs> tell us all about the temporal mindfuck, James. Well, as anybody knows, temporal means something to do with time. Okay, and we're introduced to Matt, a uh, gentleman sitting in here. He comes up to his driveway. He's actually getting in his house. Runs into his neighbor slash landlord, Henry. Uh, who hands him some mail, and he takes it inside. You know, they just have a normal conversation. He goes inside, sits down. You see him going through the mail, looking at stuff, and you see the in- the little strange white envelope, and he sets it down for a moment, and he goes through. You see him his divorce paper, saying, okay, so he's by himself. He's getting divorced. He's depressed. Gets up to go make a drink or a sandwich or something, and the TV starts acting up. Horrible snow effects, by the way, on the TV, but oh well, no big deal. Uh, heavy snowstorm outside causes some kind of effect of some sort. Uh, it was actually very cool. And the TV starts flashing, and he's like, what's going on here? So he grabs a control, he goes over there, he's messing with the TV, messing with the TV. And eventually what happens is he sees this beautiful blonde girl on the other end of the TV like they're looking through a video camera at each other. And you're like, what the hell? And then she goes off, and he flips the channel back. She comes back on, so they start flipping each other off, (laughs) as you call it. And then they start talking to one another. And what happens is they discover, through uh, some kind of weird circumstance, that they are actually speaking to each other through time, through the TV. Uh, They're both at the exact same address. Uh, they're talking about details, um, you know, about shit. She's, uh, <laughs> she's in 1978 and he's in 2008. So the third yeah. years part, uh, the other, uh, coincidence is that both dates, uh, happen to coincide with a really bad snowstorm. So she is stuck in a snowstorm in 78 and he's stuck in a snowstorm in 2008 this is correct. Um, so that's it, it. Reminds me very much of this movie. I forget what it's called, but it was with Jim Caviezel, and it had to do and Dennis Quaid ah, and that was. Um, hang on, 
I'm with it. It's yeah. uh, frequency. Frequency, very much frequency. like frequency, where he's talking through his father through a radio through during some freak storm or whatever. Yep. Through the um, Aurora Borealis or some kind right. of weird effect in him. Very, very similar. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so he's talking to her and she doesn't believe him at first and then he proves it by, you know, recording her with his Crackberry. Crackberry um, phones. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But 2008, and, I can see that. 11 years ago, they were yeah. still pretty heavily used. And uh, she, uh, before that, he he had... He was going through some paperwork. He's getting. He starts going through his divorce paperwork. He's getting divorced. His life hasn't gone the way he'd hoped. And he opens up a envelope that he had got from the mail from his landlord. Didn't have a return address or a stamp. It was just in the mail. He opens it up, and it's a, a Polaroid picture, showing his face over a laptop screen. The laptop screen has a date uh, written on it. And he thinks nothing, nothing of it, tosses it aside. But then while he's talking with the girl, she says that she wants to take a picture to show her professor. And so he puts two and two together that the picture that he has is a picture she took. So he proceeds to follow through with uh, the events, yep. writes, puts it on the laptop. She takes the Polaroid and then... Um, he says, "Well, you know, why don't we see what you're do what you're doing in 2008 in the future?" And as he does that, he she gets up to go get some more wine. He's he searching. He he finds the fact that she was murdered on that night 30 years ago, and it was an unsolved murder. So while he's doing that, he's looking at that. You on the TV screen, you see someone enter the house when he's not looking. He's he turns not looking. his head, of course, and you see the legs go by and it's into the house. And then he realizes someone's in there. And as you see the killer on the screen, and as he's heading to the back, uh, he he screams out. Matt screams out and causes the killer to look back at the TV, freaked out. Um, tries to get her to leave the house, of course. Some struggle ensues. She comes out. What are you talking about, man? What are you yelling? And he comes, she's like, she's, he's in the closet behind you. Get out of there. Go away. He's trying to save her life, you know. So she stands there. Like I said, when somebody screams at you, move your ass, you move your ass. You don't stand there with a puzzled look on your face. No, you go. So Mr. Killerman jumps out of the closet. And we'll get to who Mr. Killerman is here in a minute. Jumps out of the closet, grabs her, pushes her against the wall, slams her around a little bit. She ends up unconscious in front of the TV. He's about he's about to slice her throat, and the Matt screams at him to stop, not to do it, um, telling him he doesn't have to do it. And as he's doing that, all of a sudden, somebody appears behind Matt and, and slits his throat, his throat ear to ear, just whack. Yeah, it gives him the old um, Australian bow tie. Yep. And um, <laughs> so then you get this the the killer on the screen in the '78 is all you know. Freaking out, not freaking out, but he's confused with what the hell's going on. He's young, rocking the, the pork chop sideburns, yeah. the porn mustache. Typical 78. And then who hair. kneels down into the TV. But his landlord. But his landlord, who says, I bought this house because I wanted to make sure this night was real. So he actually remembers the events of, of the past. Yeah. Now the twist comes. Oh, God, I love twists. This was awesome. 
He's sitting there talking him out of the murder, saying our life has been lonely, it's been shitty, don't kill her, just walk away. He described the scene of stalking this neighbor girl when he was like 12 years right. old, climbing into her bedroom window. To sneak. convince his younger self that he's actually speaking to himself. Exactly. Right. He had to tell something from his past, because the guy's like, how the hell do you know that? Right. He says, look, don't do it, walk away, trust me. Well... This awesome part happens. All of a sudden, you see raging. What's her face? <laughs> I forget what her name is, but yeah, I think it's um, Jill. Jill something. Yeah. Anyway, Julia. Also, Julia. Yeah. yeah. Raises up behind this dude and shoves a butcher knife in his back. Starts yeah. to hack this fucker up. Starts to stab him. But an important fact I must disclose: because he bought the house and had to make sure the knight was quote unquote real and was telling some information about himself, he was actually talking. To himself in the past, convincing him not to kill. I don't yeah. believe I covered that. I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but that's ah, fine. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, anyway, so anyway, she starts to hack him up. So present day Henry starts to spit up blood and everything. Which doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense. I thought he would just like vanish. Well, he should have. Yeah. He should have just disappeared yeah, from he, existence because he was he would no longer be in that time period. Exactly. But that's okay. We don't care. Old bastard dies. He falls over. When it cuts to a scene of a older woman, still attractive, but older, sitting in a car outside of that very residence, and she's listening to the radio, and it's talking about how 30 years ago to this day, and blah, 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 and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Well, anyway, she gets out, and well, when Matt drives up to his house on that same day, he's got a daughter now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, their marriage is worked out. You know, right. it's all good to go. The future's all he's alive. sunshine and roses. He's yeah. alive. She's alive. So he goes up, because this was the day he was supposedly, his throat was cut by this other dude. Mm-hmm. Goes up to him, hands him the picture, shows him, he says, this is me. And all she says is, thank you. And then he says, wait a minute, do we know each other? And all she said was, no. It was a clean cutaway. It was well done. She didn't tell him anything because there was nothing to really tell. Because the landlord, Henry, who set this whole thing up in the first place, no longer existed in right. his time. Died he was gone. Night. Yeah. So that was an excellent ending to the segment. I actually really enjoyed this segment. I, the The concept was very cool. And I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go opposite. I, I thought the concept was cool. Um, it wasn't original, but it was definitely cool. I I thought they could have ended it way earlier. I think it would have. I to me it would have had more impact if they ended it right after the landlord. Because you don't see who it is that sliced Matt's throat. You just see a glove and, and it happened real quick. And then the figure kneels down. And that's when you see the landlord's face. And I think it would have been much more impactful if they had if he had come down into screen and then said, Hello, Henry, to the screen, to his younger self. And then, bam, just fade, cut to mm. black. Very, very, like, it's very much like a Twilight Zone type of thing where, like, that whole part after it to me was way too long i didn't care about him trying to convince his younger self to not kill the girl i felt like because because then it goes into a perpetual circle where he killed the kill the matt guy in order to whatever see that night was real whatever it was but if it cut right then and there then he you know you would have got the inclination that it was a cycle. It would have kept going because he wouldn't have tried to convince himself not to do it. It wouldn't have given the girl time to kill him. I, I think it went on too long. 
Okay. Uh, I thought it was it was it was good up to that point. Uh, once it got to that point, and he just kept talking, it lost me. Um, I think it was a good concept. The acting wasn't that great, but um, yeah, if they had cut it right then there, it could have cut it shorter. It would have had more impact on me. Um, but still better than most of the other stuff that we've actually seen in, in, yeah. in short. In, uh, yeah, we are films. a little bit opposite because I was actually quite impressed by that. Yeah. But we'll say we proceed to our next All segment, right. my next good se- man. And just remember, in between this, we're still get, we're getting very little from the wraparound story other than the squirmy guy is um, being told by Pink Bunny, do you want to watch this? And then clip, And then showing him clips that aren't really clips, are more short stories, but they're supposed to be real life clips but they're short stories so again it just doesn't make any sense but let's move on to the next Gordon Gecko had it right Jesus had it wrong alright so the next segment um, that we are calling Hunting Bitches Hunting Bitches <laughs> uh, starts off with uh, three young execs in a uh, looks like a kitchen or something talking about their job or some shit and all of a sudden, they're approached by one of their supervisors who say who starts talking about this uh, weekend retreat that they're going to be having, this uh, company um, weekend retreat. Yes. And uh, he's telling them it's going to be real relaxed. You know, wear comfortable clothes and comfortable shoes, and it's going to be a team-building exercise. That already sounding fishy. Yeah. Fishy as fuck. Um, and uh, so then it cuts to them out in the field. Actually, uh, we can't skip this part, though, man. Which part? Badass, Terminator-esque, techno-rock music scene. Just oh, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, that dun. was the, the the on the drive part with the truck the, coming up to the... Driving out to the yeah, place. The, the hard the rock action the stock music that they play. Um, yeah. And then they get there, and they're treated... He's all, Then what happens? He He gets out. He says, We're glad you're here. We had to tell you we had to tell you or make up the story to get you out here. Basically pulls out a pistol and says, Alright, you get a twenty minute head start, a la surviving the game. Yeah. Yeah. And tells them to haul ass. There's four of them. There's two girls, two guys. And one of them that what it is is this 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 basically shows the lack of survival instincts. I think this is a message to a lot of the young people of America today. To develop some survival instinct, because these, although they are peers, you've got four super alpha types, and then you've got the four beta types who are just yeah. kind of passive. Yeah, uh, you got one dude saying, "I don't understand the game." David Spade, know. right? And he says, "I it says this ain't no game." So how does he prove it's no game? Shoots Chris? him right in the chest, right in the right fucking in the heart. Just so blows he kill, him away. kills one off the bat, and the other three take off to run. Uh, and then the four execs said they'll give him. 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And, minute and actually scream in their face. Run. Yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty damn good. Uh, and of course, they get what? Maybe 100 yards, a couple hundred Maybe yards. Maybe 100 yards, yeah. And, and millennial number two shuts down. Yeah, she just drops to the ground and she's like, <laughs> just in shock the whole time. And she's just staring off into nothing. And I'm like, you are the most useless person in the entire world. And she kind of goes to this, the force is with me, you know, I'm one with the force kind of scene. She drops to her knees. No offense to Star Wars, folks, but anyway, that's, and they're not going to hurt me and all this other stuff. I'm bulletproof or whatever. She's just totally lost it. 
Yeah. Uh, she let two leave her, say fuck her, and leave. They, they did. Hell yeah, Take I off. would too. Fuck you, bitch. Um, I'm out. They run to the cornfield, <laughs> and the four catch up to millennial number two, who's just still just sitting there just in catatonic. the field. Just catatonic. Yeah. yeah just... uh, but we get our first uh, glimpse of uh, um, disillusion within the uh, the alpha group, because uh, the main dude, let's call him Whitey McWhitehead. Um, yeah. Tells the female, the only female of the group, the only female, yeah, um, to kill the millennials on the ground to you know do it. This is this is what you, you know, we pay you for. This is what you you know, blah blah blah, yada yada. But she can't do it. She ends up can't not being it. able to do she it. She freezes tries, up, walks away, and she can't. And so he ends up giving it to another person, one of the other guys, to who to kill the person, the millennial, and he does. No big deal. Done walks done. around, plugs her in the head. No big deal. Millennial number two, scratch. Yeah. So cut to a cornfield. The other two are running through the cornfield. Uh, as you pointed out, absolutely horrible camouflage. You cannot run through a cornfield and remain and remain hidden i'm no. sorry because even if you bump the stock at the bottom it wiggles the top trust me i know i grew up in colorado played guns in a cornfield it don't work the only way to run through a cornfield is backwards butt naked but i digress <laughs> um hey yeah yeah so anyway so um Works for me so they get separated and then she starts calling the female starts calling for him he's thought you you hear a couple of weird sounds and then he stumbles out of a row Walks up to her, blood drips out of his mouth, and he falls, and you see he's been shot in the back twice with arrows. Yes. So, number three, down. William number three, skewered. He's done. He's cooked, so she's by herself, runs out of the cornfield with no pursuit. No. Mind you, there's no pursuit. Nope. So, I don't know what the deal is here. Anyway, she runs out and stares at a metal barn. Yes. And I'm sitting there going... Oh, God, don't go in the barn. But what yeah. does she do, Chris? She goes in the barn. And what does she do? She leaves, leaves the, the door, door open. open. You never leave the door open. You to, always... To, uh, if you run in somewhere hiding from somebody, you leave the outside exactly the way you found it. That's it. So and they, she didn't, but that's nope. okay. Survival tip number two, folks. Yeah. Okay, close the door. If you're going to go run into a barn in the middle of a cornfield, try to hide from some killers. So then the right. uh, the big tall dude with the uh, bow, who's an idiot, uh, walks in. Oh, super grip. We'll yeah, call him super, super grip. Super grip. Good name. I like yep, it. Yeah, because he's got a he's got a death grip on that yeah. on that bow and arrow handle. He's holding that bow and arrow like <laughs> like he's holding his penis about to whack off. And so yep. he walks in, even though and as you pointed out, even though he uh, there's a car in there, it's like an old car in there, and she had taken up a residence in it to hide. And even though there was a uh, Big old um, missing section of dust on one part of the car, not the rest. Yes. He didn't bother to think that might Freshly be where she... Freshly disturbed yeah, dust. I mean, where, okay. she, where she like grabbed the car to, to hide. And so he walks in, looks, doesn't see her, walks out. Does his, does his T1... Does his T... Uh, his Cyberdyne Model T 101 stare around. Yeah, you know, he's looking there his, with his little square jaw. T Gay Thousand. He's just looking like a, <laughs> like a carpet bagger. But anyway... um. So, yeah, so then he walks out, and then Whitey McWhitehead says, you know, let's, let's do a perimeter. Let's form a perimeter. Whatever, She's in yeah. one of these buildings. Some bullshit. Fucking genius, because the door is open. Cuts the knife. The last person, the last millennial comes out, uh, right as the of uh, the female alpha is going around the perimeter. Uh, she turns around, sees her. Uh, instead of killing her, she starts screaming for the guys. 
Yes, a 1950s fist fight ensues. Yeah, so then the girl rushes at her <laughs> because there's really bad choreography where like the punches are like four feet away from each other. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, pretty it's, bad. It's, it's almost as bad as diva wrestling. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's really horrible. And then uh, the, they they wrestle, and then it's the millennial grabs the gun, hesitates for a second, but then plugs her, plugs the female alpha. Which kind of pissed me off because the female alpha was kind of hot. Ah, she you know, was that useless. Kinda, that kind of bugged, but she was useless. She, was useless. Yeah, she can't kill nobody. No, she's no good. You know, bye. And then uh, after after she she does that, uh, Whitey McWhiteheads uh, congratulates her, says, "Welcome to the company. You start off at three hundred thousand, and we both looked at each other and said, okay, how do we sign up? And who where, can we kill? Where do I send my resume? I've got a list of people I will gladly <laughs> offer as tribute for the hunt. I for three hundred k, I will kill whoever you want." I'd have taken out the four first and then got the rest of them. Yeah. But you know what? That's all right. Yeah, I will. I will do whatever you want me to do for three hundred k. Yep. Uh, and then that's it. And so she ends up joining the 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 company. And um, yeah, that was the end of the, of the segment. Yeah, so. I thought it was a real solid. I thought it was a solid segment. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the acting was actually better than pretty the other segment so far. Yeah, it, was it really good. was. Yeah, it was half-ass convincing of course yeah. you know it's fake but right you know, still right. but if you've seen surviving the game uh that was well done you know same kind of thing yeah you know, human human hunting big yeah game, the most dangerous game based on that, that old book yeah absolutely I, I do gotta say i'm pretty disappointed so far though because um i'm was really more expecting more uh supernatural aspect and none of these have had any really supernatural aspect i mean the closest we have is time travel but well, and like you said, the synopsis is completely off anyway. Yeah. There hasn't been any requests made of this web creature, pink right. bunny or nothing. Right. This stuff is just, hey, you want to see something? I mean, yeah, the, the first one had some sort of a dark figure that made the makeup lady kill herself. But, I mean, that's that's really it. We've had, all we've had so far is mostly serial killers. That's Pretty it. much. Yeah. So, serial killers or, you know, <laughs> yeah, so. Just different varieties, yep. All right, let's go on to the next one. Yes, sir. Million Rue has endured three months in the viewing room. And segment four. Or as I like to call it, let's show it to the hoe. Show it to the hoe. Now, that doesn't actually, uh, that title doesn't portray what actually the story involves, but what happens is we go back to our wraparound story at this point. Yep. Shows the little bug-eyed crazy dude. Bug-eyed dude, yeah. Dude yep. Who hasn't done shit so far. Just and been talking to the screen. Thing. So, uh, here's the doorbell ring. He says, oh, she's here. And Pink Bunny's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Be cool. You know, have fun. Whatever. Goes to the door and in walks a prostitute. Duh-ho. Duh-ho. Reminds him of the $200 fee, which he promptly yep. uh, excuses himself to go get. Mm-hmm. And at that point... The computer, the pink bunny, comes up. She's like, is that thing on? Pink bunny's like, you want to see something? Let me go to our next segment. Let me into our next segment. segment. The almost final segment. Yeah, the final full segment. But I like calling it show it to the hoe. Show it to the hoe. All right. We have a young woman in her apartment cooking dinner, just chilling out. Uh, some dude in a cheaply made, ridiculous, you know, BMX bike slash oh, cheap yeah. Halloween mask mm-hmm. slash black stocking over the face. Very, outfit. yeah, <laughs> foot, foot clan ninja looking yeah. reject. <laughs> Pops in the house, kidnaps her, 
and she wakes up in this shit covered. It looks like it looks like monkeys lived in this room and just do their shit all over the walls. It's kind of like a saw ripoff at this yeah. point. She wait. She's out. She gets knocked out. Wakes up in this room, terroristic looking room. Doesn't know what the hell. Uh, so it was moving quite slow at this point. The sequence kind of slowed things down from the other ones, and was like, oh come on. It makes you think at first that maybe they're a bunch of perverts because she ends up having to. They feed her. Uh, and then she ends up having to take a dump, but like as she goes to do that, you hear the camera. This camera is up in the corners, and you hear the camera go the like bzz, focusing, like, clicking, like it's watching her. And so I don't know what happened. You're thinking like, she's being kidnapped by by a bunch of really sick people, probably Germans who want to watch people take a shit. And she goes and, through all the hostage phases. You know, there's first the terror phase where she's scared right. to death. Then she crumbles in fear for a while. Then she basically kind of accepts her fate. Then she becomes angry. Yeah. She's angry, folks. And then they pull her out and they hose her down. They clean the whole room. They put, they dress her and now she's in this clean room with, with the, still with the same shit bucket, though. Yep. And uh, she that's when she's going through all her, her, <laughs> her different phases and, and they do like... She has a Wilson moment, I like to call it, with the bucket. You know, she throws it after she dumps the piss on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, throws it and breaks it up and then she picks it up, Wilson... I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean it. You know, well, then. Well, anyway, then she starts pulling the bucket apart, and I'm like, no, come on. You got to be yeah. kidding. I was really hoping she was going to put on her head and just kind of walk around. Yep. Act like she was had a helmet, had a helmet on. <laughs> um, but no, she, she... She gets removed from the room. Yep. Uh, she's clean, and, and the guy goes to reach and take... Her looks like he was going to unzip her suit for some reason. Probably redress her or something. And redress her. Well, he ends up, he stands up and walks away because she says, I'll do it. And she takes a piece of the bucket and jams it in his shoulder. Yeah. And he just stands there like, what yeah. the fuck? So they beat her royally. They beat her royally. Then we have a flash scene to a surgery table. They apparently patched her up. Then she wakes up clean once again, but yeah. dressed and fucked up. Face is all busted the hell up. Uh, so another sequence of her going berserk, walking time, around, yeah, they're just showing uh, time time going by by uh, her walking around the cell and counting and saying things to herself, and and then there she is sitting on the ground, and all of a sudden we get the, the room opens up and the twist comes out. Turns out this young lady is on a game show called Snare. She's an unwilling participant, an unwilling, the, very unwilling in the participant. Game show. And they actually are voting whether or not she will win the prize of two hundred thousand dollars. And they were interviewing people. Personally, if I didn't get the two hundred grand, I'd kill everybody in the in the room. Yeah, I'd probably use the money to hire somebody to kill everybody in the room. She was in there for three months without knowing. Yes. freaked out out of her mind that had, she'd been kidnapped. Had no idea and survived it and won the cash. And all she did is stare at the camera like I hate everybody. Yeah. So this 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 uh twist or whatever is definitely the weakest of all the segments and uh i think the segment was actually the probably the worst of them all it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty very boring yeah. it was boring but it was it was a good twist at the end so it kind of brought it home a little bit but it was definitely less entertaining than the other segments then we transitioned back to our rap story but before we go there i i didn't really like the twist on that last one though i thought, it was, I thought it was kind of dumb no like <laughs> well stupid it's yeah. it's it's a game show and and, and i mean 
first of all, liability issue. You, you're you literally kidnapped someone and held up against their will for three months. That's, and beat them. And beat them, yes. that's Violate uh, their privacy. Yeah, that's a, a violation you of... feed uh, them Stouffer's lasagna, which... which yeah, their, their carb <laughs> count and their sugar count is off the roof now. You have no idea if they're... I mean, I, you probably wouldn't know if they were, like, diabetic or whatever. But the, the point is, it was... It was Kind of, I thought it was kind of a dumb twist. I didn't really like it at all. I didn't like I didn't like that segment at all. To be honest with you, I probably could have just skipped that one and, and totally have been fine. It was to me it didn't serve any purpose at all. Uh, and once again, no supernatural element. And, yeah, and this is cool that that and then we got two different sides to the same story. So that's pretty cool. Shit! I did it. We did it. So then we go to the wraparound story again. Once again, and the lady stands up, and Pink Bunny says, "How'd you like that?" And before she can even say a word, whap! Here Creepy. comes Crazy Bug Eye Dude crazy with a crowbar. Smacks her across the head with a crowbar. Yeah. Takes her down to the ground. She falls flat, and he negans her again with the damn yeah. Uh, with the I crowbar. use that term a lot because I like that. Negan was badass. Anyway, well, he hit her like two or three times with the crowbar. And then he's celebrating. He's like, I fucking yeah. did it. And all of a sudden, he's got an accent. Yeah, so the Rap Brown story was this whole story of of him online uh, so he could kill somebody online. In Apparently front of being lured or coached lured. by this pink bunny thing. Right. And uh, then what happens is, all of a sudden, she's like, dude, look behind you. She's alive. He's like, what are you fucking kidding me? And blah, blah, blah. And turns around, and he is summarily attacked. By said hoe. By this this <laughs> hoe who all of a sudden uh, had sharp teeth and started eating him. Kind um, of fucko-esque teeth, to be honest with you. You know, it actually reminded me of that one segment from uh, Creepshow 3. Very similar, where the guy hired a prostitute to come over. Yeah. And ends up eating her. It's funny, how, how does Creepshow 3 keep coming up? I don't know, that piece of shit just Damn, it pops into everything. go away. So that that's the big reveal of the wraparound story. Very weak, um, but we did finally get some supernatural element. She's some sort of a creature. Some sort of a creature. She is not human. Folks. No, and then we get a very short mini-segment. Where it just transitions straight to this gal laying on her bed. Yeah. Combing through, apparently talking on... Uh, it's sort of like it? a Tinder type type Tinder app. Kind of yeah, thing. she's Talking swiping left and right and, and and trying to you know whatever. Well, she's getting these photos from this guy and chilling out, and then all of a sudden she hears a camera go off in the hallway, and she's like, "What the hell?" So then she goes through, goes through her apartment, walking around looking, "What the hell's going on?" You know, and it was like I said, basically zero transition. It was yeah. just flash. Yeah. So anyway, she's walking out there looking around. Uh, and all of a sudden, bling, bling, her phone starts going off. She starts swiping photos, and they're pictures of the inside of her apartment. He's holding her cat in one sequence, which they didn't kill the cat. Thankfully. So, thank God they didn't kill the damn cat. Then uh, uh, there was a picture. She, the, picture the, the picture of her on her bed in yes. her room that he had taken was the, on there. The apparently, that she had heard. Yeah. And turns around, and some masked thing Kills clubs her. her, and boom, yeah. credits. Not very original, not very good, not very scary. Literally did not even need to be in the movie. I don't know why they it felt was, like they had to add it. I guess they had some extra film left over. This, this, <laughs> this still makes no sense why they would put it in there. It doesn't tie into anything. It's, it, it absolutely didn't. You are it's, correct it, there. It's not part of the whole let me show you something type of uh, scenario. It's just, I mean, it, 
and it, it has even less to do with like dark web because she was on like a dating app which exactly well, granted maybe. the first segment she was on facebook type app but whatever maybe anyway. it's a maybe it's a closet warning not to exchange photos with people or get too informative with people online but well, it never really showed that no. it was just picture swapping yeah uh, basically how i described the sequence was short but pointless although getting photos from the killer was cool so you know and it was like oh shit so that's it all I'm right i'm going to summarize real quick go I for it my summary in here all right uh overall acting for the movie i gave an actual two because i felt there was more good acting than bad acting so i actually gave it two turd for that stories i actually enjoyed very much i actually gave those a one because i liked all the concepts myself personally okay, okay. Uh, direction i gave a two because i felt that it was actually Quite well directed. It didn't mm-hmm. seem scatterbrained or, I mean, yeah, there was some there was some cinematography shit that went on, the jump stuff, the yeah. delays, crap like that was annoying. But the actual direction wasn't that bad. Acting, meh, like I said, it was okay. Effects, I gave a two because I really did like the blood effects. There were a couple of effects that weren't that good, but for the most part, the blood... Uh, the gore was not too bad. The the taffy part with his liver at the at the end was oh yeah pretty wrap good. around yeah. Uh, script I gave it a one because I liked the cool ideas. Although they did not tie together, they did each stand on their own. There were there were five distinct little stories that I actually personally enjoyed. Okay. So overall, I am going to rate this movie a two turds. Two turds. I give right. it two turds. Okay. I'm not going to give it one. Because it didn't have the charm of Zombievers. Okay. You know, Zombievers right. is my only one so far. All right. And although I like it, I can't go one because the synopsis, first of all, did not follow the movie and said the web granted wishes to those who asked, but no one fucking asked anything. No, they didn't. So that's where it kind of lost me on a one. If it had actually followed the synopsis, I might have went with one with it because I actually enjoyed this movie. You're not supposed to enjoy them this much, but I'd actually... I actually did. Gotcha. gotcha. How about okay. you, Chris? You know, I um, I, I thought it was okay. It was um, segments were uh, all right. The the acting on them was was pretty good. Um, the script was decent. Uh, the cinematography wasn't too bad. The editing was not that great. I I thought that the um overall, I just I found myself. I like the first mini segment with the Facebook uh, makeup artist. I thought that was pretty cool, um, and I like that you didn't need any setup. It just, it just happened. It was just there. It, it didn't have like any exposition. It was just all of a sudden, boom, and then didn't have an explanation. Didn't, didn't tell you what it was that caused it or why it did it. It didn't. It just happened, and that was it. Sort of like what I wanted to happen with the uh, the time travel segment. I didn't want an explanation of what was going on or why it happened. I just wanted it to happen. And that was it because I like to fill in the gaps myself. I, I think it's, I think what's not seen is scarier than what is seen. Um, I enjoyed the first one with the serial killer and the, the the victims in plastic. I thought that was very well done, especially for not having any dialogue but one line. Um, I thought the acting was good. I thought the the body language was good. I thought he portrayed uh, his condition very well. Um, after that, it just all kind of it literally was like like a graph like it just kind of trickled downward <laughs> like each one just got got slightly worse than the one before it um leading up to the one with the lady in the kidnapping game and then the unnecessarily uh 
padded on one with the uh, the girl in the Tinder app or whatever. And then the, my biggest thing is the I don't the wraparound story doesn't have to doesn't have to uh, um, doesn't really have to you know go in doesn't really have to match not match but it doesn't have to really okay hold on. I can't think of the exist damn word. no not that <laughs> what's the word um when I can't think of the damn word the um the wraparound story does not have to have anything to do with the other stories that's fine I, I don't I don't I don't need that but I do like the wraparound story to actually be substantial or at least meaty mm-hmm. um like the wraparound story in like the first two VHS movies to me are some of the best because it, it it's a much better idea for a setup than than the dark web and and even the wraparound story around um um scary or die was was non-existent as well yeah um but this one just it seemed useless like literally there was there was almost as little transition between stories in this one as there was for creep show yeah because each time all you saw was maybe a 10 second clip of the bug-eyed dude before the pink bunny said do you want to see this thing next um and so it did i mean it it it, it, and at the end the 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 wraparound story had a very quick conclusion so it didn't even i don't know i think overall i'm going to give this one a three three yeah yeah not too bad it's something to definitely watch um put it uh you know watch it with some friends um the one where you must drink heavily this is where you drink heavily because you will definitely need it uh, especially after the first two segments after that you will need to drink a lot more um i didn't think it was bad but i didn't think it was good either it was very middle of the road yeah which is why i'm giving it a three um some of the acting was good some of the acting was bad um, this, the effects actually weren't too bad. Um, all across the board, the effects were fine. They were perfectly yeah. fine. Um, nothing was too outlandish, um, with the exception of the lady in the uh, kidnapping segment using the plastic from her bucket as a weapon. Yes, that that's just ridiculous. Yeah, because I took away from it. You know, like I said, my my like for the movie came from the fact that I felt there were slight. Um, references to some of my more favorite horror movies yeah yeah uh, suspense movies like like i said surviving the game i really love that movie mm-hmm. i like that sequence a lot although they were annoying you know hey they all got taken out i liked it right uh the saw the whole psycho room thing yeah that, that kind of reminded me of the saw sequence you know mind fuck you know stuck in there don't know what's going on you have no clue and then you get surprised at the end so yeah there is there's some slight ripoffs there, but that's probably that's probably where the appeal that they were lies going for, me. for too. Yeah, so. and I, I think, and speaking of which, I think that's why also I didn't like it as much is because it didn't have any except for the wraparound story, uh, ten whole seconds of it, it, didn't have a lot of supernatural or paranormal aspects to it. It was all human nature, which pretty much is fine. But I mean, when you're doing a movie called Dark Web, you kind of expect this, like all the stuff that that they show, all the different segments they, they showed. First of all. Um, none of it was done from like security camera footage or from like uh, CCTV footage. Yeah, it was that, all that would have helped. Yeah, it was all done in the in, in the vein of short films. So like those would not have been on dark web like that because they're quite clearly fictional. If, if we're just taking it off of how they look, it's quite clearly a fictional story because like VHS. A lot of VH, the, the VHS movies, which you haven't, haven't seen, go check out the VHS 1 and 2. Don't watch 3. It's not that great. But 1 and 2 are great. But 
each of the segments from VHS is done from the um, point of view field. Like it's all done from like cameras or GoPros, um, but it's all got that documentary type look because it's uh, it's all shot from the point of view, which yeah. which makes it seem or, or or even I think some of them are also like CCTV type of footage, which makes it seem like you're watching a segment somebody recorded and placed on the web. Exactly. That is a very good point. Yeah, these dark web episodes were short films and so it uh it, the and not only that but each of these were not so horrible that like I guarantee you could see probably some of these like if they were quote unquote real, you could probably see some of these on like 4chan or um on the non-dark web. Like if you're going to go dark web, you need to go bad deep 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 undercover bad like Like hostile shit yeah i mean because dark web is like the serious shit so i think that's also why i gave it a three is because it it didn't strike me as being overtly terrible um and it wasn't a lot of supernatural aspect i mean that's just something i like so uh, i think that's why i went with three as opposed because honestly at the beginning with the the makeup lady and then the um the serial killer, I was going to give it a two. Yeah. Because I, I really enjoyed those two segments. Yes, they were good. They were really done very well. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, maybe this, maybe this shouldn't be on our, on our podcast. But uh, after that, it just, it just tanked hard. And <laughs> at that point, I was like, okay, it's, it, it deserves to be on here. Uh, and at that point, I was like, it's, it's slowly went from a two to a 2.25 to a 2.5 to 2.75 and then bam, yeah, three. To me, it was almost out of the range of what we should be reviewing. Yeah. We got a little too good on this one. So yeah. we're going to have to, we're going to have to really dial it down for the next one, folks. So, all right. So a two and a three. That's not a two bad. two and a three, not, not too bad. We're pretty close on it. Yeah. All right, James. So, uh, you want to tell them where they can find us? All right, folks. You can find us on Facebook under What the Suck Podcast. We are also on, we are also on Instagram and Twitter. And our Twitter following just hit four hundred today. Well, we appreciate that support. Absolutely. We just got over two hundred on Instagram, which we also very much appreciate that. And we're over five hundred on Facebook. We are also, uh, yeah. Also, um, just just so uh, to make it easy, because I also I, I tried to search um, for Twitter and Instagram, you have to use underscores between the words, because if you don't, it's too hard to find. So what underscore the underscore suck, uh, and it'll be so much easier to find it that way than if you just type in what the suck. This is true because so, I had to do that when I signed up. Yeah, yeah. So just so you know, if you, if you're looking for us, just do it that way, and it will come up uh, right away. We are uh, we are on Castnet dot. Castbox.fm. Castbox. Uh, we are on iTunes. Uh, by the way, uh, as of this recording, iTunes has gone away. So now, if you want to listen to your podcast, you have to go to and download the podcast app from the Apple Store, and all of your podcasts will still be on there, including us. So, oh, yeah, trick- I, iTunes. What kind of otherworld fuckery is this? Apple did away with iTunes, man. It's some some bullshit. They really? Were, yeah, they were they were losing money on it. So because oh, you know there's Lord. there's Spotify, which we're on Spotify about also. We are on Spotify, but there's Spotify and like YouTube Music, and so there's all these different streaming services where you can listen to music, and so people don't need to necessarily buy it off of iTunes. So they yep. shut it down. But you can still get your music through another app. You can still get your podcast through the Apple Podcast app. So we're on there as well. Uh, just type in what to suck on any of those and you'll find us right away. Thankfully, there's not too many podcasts that have the combination of what the and suck this yeah, close together. There's not. So just type so. in what to suck on your <laughs> either one of any of those and you will find us. And um, yeah, so that's it. And so uh, keep Under an eye. Another wrap. <laughs>
keep an eye out. Um, we should be probably working on a pretty special episode pretty soon. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy it. And until then, I'm Chris. And I'm James. And uh, we will see you guys later. Peace. Deuces. inside scoop if your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are you gotta check out Kohl's I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks Jansport backpacks for 25% off and 30% off Levi's jeans for me I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash so yeah not sure who's more excited right now me or the girls select styles 15% off friends August 15th Levi's coupons do not apply some exclusions apply see store calls account for details Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.